Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to hear from the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham, and we're also going to pick our five favourite Cavan footballers that either myself or Paul Fitzpatrick have seen that haven't won an Ulster Senior Championship medal. Um, so, Paul, I know we're in the middle of Cheltenham here. You're, um, you're, you're obviously just about to pick your next winner. Are you, are you favourites backer all the way? Do you like favourites? I'm not. I'm not a favourite backer, Damien. I, I, I tend to back each way look for a bit of value, but I have done a, a lucky 15 with four of the short price favourites today. I've uh, got the first two up, actually, so I'll hopefully cover myself on that at least. But No, I'm not a favourite backer. But uh, if, if anyone wants to get a couple of tips, they can listen to Tony Keenan uh, on the Great Die Hard podcast. podcast. He's a man that knows his stuff. Like he's, he does a regular podcast with Barry Garrity and he contributes um, nearly every day to at the races uh, on the Irish angle. He's doing a weekly column. He used to write for Irish Times as well. So we were very lucky to get him uh, to do a nice half-hour podcast with us. And he, mm. he gave out a few good good tips there. Hopefully they're yeah. good in there. Well, time will tell. They, they, they sound good before the race anyway, so they do. But yeah, that's over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin if you want to hear um, that half-hour podcast preview in Cheltenham. Um, and with no other sport going on, I suppose a lot of people are are, are interested in it in the, in the week that's in it, I suppose. Weather picking up, St. Patrick's Day fall in the middle of the week and, and a lovely bit of midday action going on. So Yeah, we should, um, also, we should also add, of course, that importance of people gambling responsibly because that point was made yeah. to me after our podcast went out. And maybe mm-hmm. we, will, we will look to bring someone on in a couple of weeks' time and uh, they can talk about that. Maybe with experience of that sort of thing because it's a major issue at the minute. I know people are probably bored. Uh, so any fellas, particularly young fellas that are listening to this, just don't go mad. Only bet what you can afford and, and don't, don't be getting in over your head because it's it's a dangerous thing and it's okay for a bit of fun. Maliki Lerkin had a good column about it. Like You sometimes feel conflicted because I, lo- I love to have a bet on, on the horses or on, on the Gaelic in particular. But... You can't, you can't overdo it. I know it's easy saying that, but just for people to be conscious of that as well. Well, I suppose the the, the best bit of advice was that I ever got in terms of it was don't ever chase losses. If you if you're if you've been bet, take your beating and 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 understand that you'll uh, you'll have the opportunity to fight another day if you uh, if you can walk away at that point. You know, so it's it's very very important. But yeah, it is a valid point. Obviously, we don't. We don't encourage gambling here if you if you haven't uh, if you haven't got something to lose and it's always small money we're talking about gambling. Yeah. Um, so come here. We we we'll, we'll cut on over to uh, Mickey Graham 
uh, Paul Fitzpatrick caught up with him a little bit earlier on. Yeah, look, Paul, the boys are still working away in their individual programs at the moment. Um, we're hoping maybe that, you know, there is whispers that maybe, you know, we might be allowed back collective training after the 5th of April, all depending on the government's, you know, announcement in a couple of weeks' time. And so, you know, that's basically it. And, you know, we're reviewing our panel um, at the moment as well. We were hoping, you know, back in January when we got back to 15 kids bringing in a lot of new faces and give them you know a bit of give it an opportunity and give them a bit of game time but unfortunately with with the circumstances that window has just got smaller and smaller and makes it harder for us to now give lads that opportunity you know so we we're, we're just sitting with a panel of about 45 at the moment so you know we have to look at maybe seeing you know where we go from there and have you many new, new lads included in that 45 with you um, yeah, we've a lot of a few lads, Paul. We have about six or seven lads that wasn't involved in the in the in the panel last year. So you know, we brought them in. They've been working on individual programs, and you know, we give them targets to hit to see how to get on. And you know, we'll assess them. You know, when we get back back collectively, then you know. And um, how is it? How is the new boys doing? It like are they, uh, probably have a bit of ground to make up, aren't they? Yeah, the well, look, look, it's like everything else. You know. Um, they probably would have, you know, the lads have two years under their belt now, conditioning-wise, so they do probably have a wee bit of work to do to catch up on the rest of them. But, um, you know, we've given them programmes back there in January, so they've had probably a few extra months. They've got a bit of work done, so it's totally up to them how how, how they, you know, how to go about doing that and where they're at now at this moment in time. So, as I said, when we get back, we'll, we'll fitness test them and we have give them targets and we'll see how to get on then and we'll, we'll assess it after that. And um, can you notice a, a change in the in the lads like since this time last year? Obviously, like the situation has changed. Us champions now last year didn't have any title. Can you notice a different like a change in the vibe in the group? Yeah, look, it definitely is, and I think you know the vibe is that you know Calvin want to push you on. Um, you know, last year is in the past now. It's great that you know it was a great year and it was a great lift to everybody. But you know we have to start looking forward to to twenty twenty one and. The way we're looking at it, and especially the players are looking at it, is now that you know teams are going to be really you know up to big Cavan now in, in the league, and we have to take it one game at a time and make sure we're ready for each game because teams are going to go really go at us, and we have to be mentally and physically ready for that because there's going to be no easy game. So yeah, the lads really have um, you know have have put the the also campaign now to, to the backbone and are focusing on the job at hand. Couple of interesting things there, Paul. A few new names in. He didn't. He didn't name the names, but there's there's speculation of a few of the names anyway going around. Whether I haven't had them confirmed or not, but um, have you have you heard of the the names? Yeah, well, I've had a few of them confirmed. I don't think it's any harm to name to name fellas at this stage. So basically, <clears throat> I was talking to one of the fellas who, who's on it. Um, basically. What they've done is they've brought in six or seven players, as you heard Mickey saying there, and they've put them on programs and they've got targets that they have to meet, as you will know from, from being involved with Andre Quinn. And uh, so it, Mickey wanted to give them a bit of game time before now, but unfortunately, there's been obviously there's been no games. But the, some of the players I've heard who are involved in the panel are Kevin O'Reilly, um, Sean McAvoy, and Brian O'Connell from Rammer. Um, David Brady from Bally Hayes is, an, is another that I've heard of. So there's a, there's a more, and there's more than that as well. So Fellas that are coming in, as Mickey said, some of them would have ground to make up, but they're obviously very good footballers when they're being considered for the panel and they're willing to put in the, the commitment. So I hope they all make it. 
or I hope if, if they don't make it that they'll, they'll come back again and, and go for it because um, they're all good players they're among the top club players in the county and they can only boost that panel mm, Definitely so he, he, he also mentions they're just a different mindset I suppose when you win something there's, there's a confidence comes from it and I remember doing a coaching course one time and uh, uh, a former inter-county senior manager basically said that he, he used to say at the start of every season that, okay, if you were playing in the All-Ireland final this weekend, what would you do? How, what would you be doing to, to prepare yourself for it? Do that every week and you're going to be prepared to play in an All-Ireland final. And I suppose the lads now have this mindset that, well, look, at we're also champions. We can we can go out and perform with the best of them and beat the best of them. Let's go out and, and, and continue to get better. So I suppose it, it it's it's almost a confidence mindset that might have creeped into Calvin this year. Yeah, that's what he was getting at. That's what kind of why I asked him that because I was just interested to think. Obviously, this time last year they were they were playing games, but in the sense of pre-season 2020 compared to pre-season 2021, which we're, we're still in a, an elongated pre-season at the minute, technically. He was he was touching on that. He was saying that obviously teams are are going to look for Cavan Scott now. Cavan's a team that teams want to beat. If you beat Cavan now, you're going to get credit for it. In the past, you mightn't have got all that much credit. It was just another win mm-hmm. in the league. But now it's a kind of confidence affirming win that the teams are going to be looking for. So everyone's going to be out to beat Cavan in the league. So to use the cliche, they're they're now the hunted and not the hunter. So he he said that he has noticed that the um, different vibe around the camp. And that the players really want to push on, and he, he was quick to draw a line under under twenty twenty as well. So look, it's early days, and every team is going well before a ball is kicked, as we always joke here, Damien. But I I I think everything we're hearing out of the Cavan camp is good, um, and has been since since really the start of the championship last last uh, October. So you're yeah. just, you're just hearing good things. You're not hearing any ructions or anyone uh, spitting out the dummy or anything like that. And you know players are are coming in. Good players are coming in, but. They're having to earn and work really hard for that place on the squad. And these are all the great things that you want to hear about the panel. So uh, I've said it before, but I'm just excited now about the, about the next couple of years for this Cavan team because I think there's great scope there to go on and, and achieve more success. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, just want to take the, the opportunity just to direct our listeners to the, um, the car draw that Cavan County Border running in conjunction and the car being sponsored by Brady's Arva Volkswagen. But if you get on to Cavan County Board's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram page, uh, going through the Club Spot app, you can um, buy a ticket for €20 Euro or it's three for €50 Euro, and the winner will be announced on the 3rd of May. So we're down to the last, what, six, seven weeks of this. So um, keep spreading the word. If you haven't bought a ticket, buy a ticket it's an absolutely beautiful Volkswagen Golf I, I was out actually before lockdown um, in, in Brady's of Arva I took a spin with Niall in the in the new Tiguan my god they're beautiful they're so much comfort his is the one that I was in was the I think it was the Orline um, but my god what, what a beautiful car they, uh, they have out there so look at Brady's Brady's Arva Volkswagen always great supporters here on the podcast for us and and if you get on to any of the Brady lads out there to look after you whether it be a service or a second hand a used car or or a brand new car they'll be they'll be able to look after you 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 drive a Volkswagen there Paul happy with them 
Very happy, Damien. I wouldn't be an expert on cars, but yeah, same as football, people are going to say, <laughs> by, any, by any stretch of the imagination. But I, yeah, I'm driving the T-Rock, which I got in, in Brady's of Arva, and I have to say, anyone who's thinking about changing the car, uh, you won't go wrong because the, the level of customer care out there is second to none. And especially if you're if you're a GA lad or you're a footballer or you're involved in teams, you'll, you'll get plenty of football chat and you'll be very well looked after. So uh, I encourage people to support Brady's Bar because they support the podcast and they also support Cavan GA for a long time. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay, so we, we've kind of put it off as long as we possibly can. Now we have to pick our favourite five players without an Ulster Championship medal whom, whom we've actually seen playing football. This was difficult for me, but... The listeners got really involved in this. Plenty of nominations coming in, Paul. Ah, Damien, loads of nominations. A lot of the same names coming up. But I think I think we should go through our list first because uh, I'd say our list will be probably... I don't want to let the cat out of the bag by, by giving all the suggestions and then people might listen and go, oh yeah, I have an idea of, of where myself and yourself are going to go with it. So maybe if we give our list first and at the end then we'll, we'll read through all the nominations because a lot of nominations came in and some interesting choices. Yeah, so uh, what I'm worried about on this though is that I've forgotten somebody. You know, you always you always kind of remember the successes, um, but I, I have a list of I don't know what I have here about twenty names that that quickly came to mind for me. Um, so I might I might go through the players that that were on my list but didn't make it, um, and then I have it narrowed down to ten. I think to to actually pick the five from so. Um, some of the names that I thought of, the likes of Michael Argue there, very unlucky coming through the underage successor on the 20s and, and just missed out on a medal. Porrick O'Reilly uh, from, from Balanya, former Cavan captain, you know, soldiered for a long time. Fimber O'Reilly from Lacken, free taker. I think he came in in 98 or 99, sometime around that, and, and, and finished before even probably the promotions started um, with, with Cavan. Paul DeGunner Brady from, from Mullahorn. Again, probably a player that for me and, and, and a wonderful, obviously, career in handball. But if he hadn't been playing handball, I think I've said it before, what could he have pushed on and been as, as a Gaelic footballer? But still a, a wonderful player to watch. Eugene Keaton, David Givney, both very unlucky, um, kind of coming through that that wonderful underage structure or, or that successful period of players coming through but not getting the, the medal. Fergal Flanagan another player in that bracket for me. Ronan Flanagan is a player that I think is very very unlucky. Done done pretty much everything right as an individual for seven, eight, nine years maybe maybe longer. I don't know exactly how long he played Cavan football. Mossy Core in that same bracket. Um, so uh, Michael Brides, another player that I, I had down that I think deserves a huge mention I thought as a wing back I don't think there was many as ex- as exciting as as he was coming forward when he could get um get driving forward on the, on the ball Michael Hannon of course as a corner back very few as as diligent in terms of of taking out an opposition defender so a lot of quality players went through but just didn't get the the success I suppose who who am I missing yeah, you're missing a few that I have on my list. Again, drawn heavily on that era because, to be honest, I didn't see much of Cavan before the Ulster winning era, like before 97. I wouldn't have seen it in the flesh a whole lot of players playing for Cavan that didn't go on and win an Ulster medal in 97, we'll say. 
Um, so I was drawn heavily on the on the noughties and on the decade just going by, you know, twenty sixteen the promotion team, um, the team that got to Crow Park in twenty thirteen. I was drawn heavily from those players. Now a good few of those. Funnily enough, top of my list was Larry Riley, and then I was like, hold on a second, sure, Larry has no to medal. But <laughs> any any list of all time favorite players, I just put Larry on it straight off, even if, if it doesn't fit the criteria. Uh, but <laughs> Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, no, a few of those lads you mentioned uh, are on my list. So what, what I might do is I'll give you my honourable mentions after we go through it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, so look, give me your give me your five then. So okay, well, I'll give you. I tell you what, we go. If, I, I give you one first of all because maybe you'll have the same man on it. I have Mark McKeever on my, on my team of of one of my, and again to re- reiterate the criteria, it's it's your top five personal favorite players. So we're not saying that Mark McKeever is one of the best players. But I'm not saying necessarily that it's the best player you saw, but it's a, a player that excited you, a player that you really liked and admired. So Mark McKeever is right there. Now, there's no order in my list, but if there was, I think I'd probably have Mark McKeever top of it because I just love him as a player. Yeah, I can't argue. He's on my he's on my five. So I have I have four definites, and then I have I have uh, six people for the last spot. But uh, Mark McKeever has to be there in terms of athleticism. He was very fast. He was physically strong. He was a good tackler. Really good ball player. He could he could break a, a tackle, you know, with his speed, with momentum, carrying the ball. But he could also give a pass, score points on the left foot. You know, Mark McKeever was outrageously unlucky not to not to have got some success because coming through at underage, you know, he he was he was in an era of really talented footballers of. Anthony Gaynor and Shawnee Johnston and Paddy Brady and Sean Brady and you know at the at the time Gary Malone with Drummer Lee was 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 a colossal of a footballer coming around and Mark was probably the pick of them all you know absolutely outstanding player so um, yeah Mark McKeever has to be on that list of of being unlucky not to get a an Ulster Senior Championship medal he'd definitely be in my he's in my top five and. I'd agree with you. He'd be one or two on on, on my list. Yeah, I I foresaw him playing uh, when we were on the twelve. So he's the same age as me. I think I think Mark's a month older than me, and uh, that was a great that was a great couple of months for footballers. In fairness, but uh, he, he was well, I I played against him on the twelve. Including yourself, there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, myself and McKeever, yeah. yeah. Uh, I played against <laughs> him in on the twelve, and uh, he was brilliant even then. I, I always remember. Um, McKeever and Paddy Brady and some of those lads coming walking down the, the, the little narrow lane in Red Hills and we were all in the dress rooms looking out and some of the boys were like geez you should see the size of this fella coming that was Paddy Brady and then we go out in the field and we realised how good McKeever was we played them again on the 14s and then they went a different route to us then they took off um, that guy on the team took off and ended up being one of the top teams in the county by the time we got to minor but uh, we, we went the, they, the other way they actually won 
Division, I think at underage, they won Division 4, Division 3, Division 2, Division 1, all from, I think it was under under 14 or under under 12, it could have been Division 4, won it under 14 league Division Division 3 winners under 14... Uh, championship they might have won division one or division two and then they won division one under 16 league or something like that they did a phenomenal return we were Ryan C when we played in that time under 12s but uh, by the time they got to under 16 like they were top of division one Um, yeah there there was an exceptional group but I think McKeever was was something else and then when he went on and started playing with Cavan like I, I remember when he was about 17 16 or 17 like playing really well in county senior finals and uh, yeah. I remember people saying, "Yeah, he could play with Cavan seniors now," because I mean, this was senior a senior championship final, so the best players in the county were out there, and he was holding his own. And mm-hmm. sure, he was straight into the Cavan panel, like he roasted Mar- uh, Carl Lacey when he was a minor uh, as a forward, and then he played it back. And I was writing a bit this week about the two thousand and four game against against uh, Armagh. Armagh, like he was man of the match in the end for that that one. So look, I think we're fully agreed on McKeever now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think the well, I, I'd have seen him play a couple of games in the same year, but he was still under twelve, and he played in an under sixteen final for Gauna against Drumalee out in Balinya. He, he, he played in goals, but at every opportunity, he was coming running out the field and and taking ball from the full back line and delivering it out. And him still under, I think he was under twelve at the time, but you could you could tell at that stage there was something special about him, and and he didn't let down. Um, okay, well, sure. Then I'll give you my second um, definite for me. I, I went with somebody of the same era, same age group, um, coming from the Cavan Gales Club, Shani Johnston. Yeah, he's not in my top five, but he, he made a lot of people's top fives. And like, hard to argue with it, with the, with the amount of spectacular scores that he put up for Cavan over the years. Like, he was the go-to forward for several years. Like, has there been a more accurate inside forward for Cavan? Even if you take in '97, you know, in in my living memory, I don't, I don't. Sorry, I'm not saying I don't. I know from my opinion, there hasn't been somebody who has been as consistently accurate on the inside line um, over a sustained period as as Shawnee Johnston was. Um, and I, I personally think that. You, I think you were the first one to make the point, but when Cavan got to the All Ireland quarter final back on the Terry Highland, Shawnee Johnston in that team at that stage would have got at, at minimum an All Star nomination and maybe even an All Star um, in in that year. He, look, at the decision just went against them in terms of of how it turned out, but I I do think there was very few cornerbacks in the game when Shawnee was at his best that could could handle Shawnee Johnston. And I don't know that we have a huge amount of that that quality of player. In fact, I don't think we do. I think that Shawnee was just an exceptional once-in-a-generation finisher on the inside line. I, 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 for me, he's uh, he's definitely one of my favourites that didn't get an Ulster medal. Yeah, he was, he's unfortunate. Like He sort of spanned two eras. Like, he played with a good few of the 97 team and he would have played with a lot of the 2020 team, and he just missed out. So there's always players like that who just miss out. But like he was, he was exceptional. Like the the Kildare thing, there was wrong on all sides there, uh, leading to that to that move. Like that was a sort of there was a bad situation there um, that created that. And I, I don't think he's without blame, and I don't think the county board or maybe even Val Andrews who dropped him at the time is without blame um, back then. But 
Cavan were in a rut at the time, and that that there's no doubt that backfired, and it was unfortunate. But uh, I suppose he mightn't look on it as redemption. But he came back and played a massive role in Cavan getting promoted to Division One in 2016. Like, and he played some of his best football. I think he might have got three goals in the league that year. Uh, Cavan won five games in a row to get to get promoted. So yeah, oh, he didn't just make my top five, but it's it's I mean it's totally personal preference here. I've got a few more defenders and things probably in mine, but. Uh, now, obviously, a hell, of, us, hell of a fair. Give us, give us one of yours, so. Well, I've gone with Mossy Core, and uh, okay. he's he's made a lot of people's lists. Uh, Mossy has because I suppose he was a bit of a cult hero because he was he was such a workhorse and he was so brave. Like Terry Highland once uh, described him as one of the bravest players he'd ever worked with. I can think of some of some of the games where Mossy stood up. He sometimes people might be guilty of of just assuming that a player who isn't a silk and skilled player is is the man you want um you know when the chips are down people kind of just presume that well he's not the most skillful but he's a, but he's a great big heart and that's not always the case but it was the case of Mossy now he, he he did have skill and in the latter days of his career like he kicked some great points for Calvin um so he, he he could do that but he was all heart and he gave it everything he was tremendously strong physically and you can, when you consider that he came from a slow start to his Cavan career because Tommy Carr had him in on a poor enough team playing full-back. Cavan were leaking goals and he was getting criticised at the time and he was sort of hung out to dry that time at full-back. It wasn't his best position. Then he then he broke through and played midfield uh, for Cavan and established himself. And then he kind of lost his place and looked to be fading away. And then he came back better than ever, which which is, speaks to his, his perseverance. And like... By the time he finished up at Cavan, he was nearly playing the best football he had played. I remember him playing in brilliant league games against Galway. I remember over in Ockram one time on a freezing cold day, he, he was outrageous. Coming on in a qualifier against Fermanagh and helping turn the game. Uh, he was a player that the, that the supporters loved because you were going to get, you knew what you were going to get. You were going to get total honesty, um, commitment to the cause. And he gave you that. Plus, the players love, or the supporters love a player with a bit of power. A player who will just... Uh, when he drives through, he leave a few bodies in his way. And Mossy could do that too because he's tremendously strong. Yeah, Mossy is one of the six for the final spot for me. Like, and and this is where it, it'll get very very hard. But Mossy Core is probably the the best example of maximizing your own ability. Just you, there was there was nothing more Mossy Core could give when he went onto the field. There was nothing there was nothing he wasn't willing to do to better the team. And the best performance I think I've seen from Mossy Core came in a situation where it almost looked like his career was 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 gone. His county career was over. And that was that league game you referenced over in Galway in 2016. If you remember, I think that could have been the third or the maybe even the fourth game of that year. And yeah, I, think that, I think that was actually that was actually 2015, yeah. Was it 2015? Yeah, yeah, because by the time 2016 came around, he was oh, back as a starter. But as you say, he he had kind of looked like he was fading away at that stage. Yeah, and 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 put in a colossal performance in a, a, an almost a statement game for for Cavan that you know people people are saying, look at they're a they're a lower end Division Two or mid Division Two table sort of team, but that display over in Galway kind of made everybody stand up and take notice. And Mossy led the charges that day and hadn't been playing in the previous rounds. And that was the sort that you always got from Mossy. It was 100% of everything that he could give you. And that was always in addition to the Cavan team. So while 
he wasn't a Shawnee Johnston or a Mark McKeever. He was equally as important because there's no way 15 Shawnee Johnstons or 15 Mark McKeevers would have got you through the, the, the maybe the rough and tumble that you need. And that's where Mossy Core always comes into it. So it was, uh, Mossy Core has to be in, in, in the reckoning, whether he actually makes it, I, 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 he'll be, he'll be very, very close for me. Um, Funny, I met, I met him by chance. Well, I met him by chance in the shop on the day after Calvin Mundial's final 23rd of November last and the next morning with a serious head on me I walked up to the shop here in Virginia and didn't I meet Mossy by chance and we were chatting away like he was obviously delighted as we all were but I said something like uh, I feel sorry for the players who were there so long and didn't get a medal and he goes who are you telling <laughs> and I, we had to laugh like because if anyone deserved a medal it was Mossy yeah yeah definitely definitely okay well we'll come back to it but I, I'll go for a, a a similar style player um, for me, and I, I just loved him in the Calvin jersey. He's an ex-Calvin captain. He 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 kind of when when things needed to be changed, I think he was a big part of the the change in the culture. Um, and he and he definitely brought Calvin forward as a captain. Alan Clark from Kings Court, um, just just for his leadership qualities, the amount of physical battles he won for Cavan, the turnovers he won. I think he started off as a cornerback, even on the county senior team, evolved into and, and, and pushed on into being your centre half back, your captain, your leader of the group that really drove the, the probably left the example for the young guys that were coming off the under 21 successes into senior and, and basically made sure that everything was right amongst the players, the attitude, the application, the discipline, the work ethic, all came from the way Alan Clark would, would lead. And uh, I, for me, I'd, I'd have loved to see Alan Clark getting an Ulster medal. Yeah, no, fully, fully. I didn't put him on my top five, but like, I mean, he was a, he was a hell of a player around that time. Like, like I, I remember making the team under maybe Tommy Carr, uh, making the championship team a wing back one year, and it might have been his first start. Could have been against Fermanagh, maybe around oh nine or ten. And like I, I, I remember it was a big deal. Like he, had, he, had, he had forced his way into the team. He was new enough to the panel at the time. Like Kingsford hadn't won the championship at that stage, so Kingsford were were still a little bit uh, in the shadows. And within within maybe three years, he was captain of the team. Like and he was a tower of strength. The, the system Calvin played was sort of built around him because he was a pure stopper. He got some man of the match awards in the championship for Calvin. Um I look sure we all know his attributes, like strong as anything. And you know, the likes of him and Mossy Core, um, you know, tough nuts. You weren't getting past them too easily. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching Alan Clark, I was over Drummer League teams that consistently played against Alan Clark's King's Court side um at on the rage. But from the age of twelve, Alan Clark was was a name that, that everybody was watching. Um uh, like he 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 was a captain, King's Court. I think his age group they won under twelve, under fourteen double, um, you know, and 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 he was he was a leader before he was ever grown up. So, uh, just a really classy player and a really good ball player too. You know, he probably got towards the end of his career known more for his physical attributes and his his stopping ability, but his ability to pass ball, even score points at club level. You know, was 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 very much part of his game. So, um, yeah, Alan Clark, top top notch Cavan player over the last twenty years. Go on, give us your third choice. 
Yeah, the, I don't think this man is going to make your list, but again, it's personal favourites here. I have Eugene Keating on my list um, because he's a player that I used to love. Now he was he was a hot and cold player, uh, but when he was hot, he was he was as good as there was because he was a shoot on sight type player. Um, Niall Murray, when he was on um, for the Super Bowl preview, was mentioning how how Eugene Keating could come out without a warm up and before training and put the ball over the bar from sixty meters like at his ease. And he, he he had that in his locker that he could curl over these huge points off either foot. He was brilliant at it, and I I, I liked him. He was so powerful. He was extremely physically strong, um, and he could he could break up the play inside. He could break down ball to to other players like Martin Dunn profited a lot from playing in uh, beside him, but he was aggressive as well. Like he was super aggressive. He he, he used to be up for the battle and he'd take the fight to to the opposition. Now he had a short career. Relatively speaking, with Calvin, like under Tommy Carey, actually played centre back around 09 and, and was when he was only about 20 21. Then he found a home in the full forward line, which is probably the best spot for him. Uh, like the weakness of his game was that was probably also the strength in a way because he would keep shooting, and if they weren't going over, he didn't really play any other way, he just he would keep going for it because he, he had confidence in himself, and so he, he could tend to kick a few wides on a bad day, um, and really. That was his main thing was that he would he was a brilliant ball winner, uh, and he would score. Um, but if he was if if they weren't going over, they weren't going over, and that was it. And he um, probably the crowd could get in his back. But I always really liked him because, he, he, like I remember him cleaning out Neil McGee, uh, with five points of play in a championship match. Like he was full of skill, both feet, and uh, just a player that the player that I always liked. I liked his aggression. Mm, probably the biggest compliment that 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 I'd put on to Eugene Keaton was the. The year 2013 wasn't it the All Ireland quarter final? Um, the run to the All Ireland quarter final that that win against Derry, the famous one after extra time up in up in Celtic Park. Um, that year he became more of a ball winner and supplier. He changed his game to being less yeah. selfish because he was you're, you're 100% right, he was a shoot on sight merchant, didn't matter what was going if if they were going over the bar or going wide, he was going to keep shooting. But that year. He he probably laid on fifty percent, well maybe seventy percent of Martin Dunn's scores because he was willing to make that selfless run, do the hard yards, use his physical power, his speed to win the ball, and then he knew he had an absolutely deadly shooter on the inside with with, with Martin Dunn, and and it just worked so well. It was probably the best combination inside forward um, that that we we have seen in this generation with Cavan. Um, so yeah, look at a phenomenal player. I'd have just loved to see him for longer. So much, you know, so much talent. Finished, finished with Calvin by the time he was what 25, 26, was he? Yeah, well, twenty sixteen. Yeah, he probably was. Like he was twenty seven. I'd say twenty sixteen. And okay. I think I think I'm right in saying that was probably his last year. Maybe he played twenty seventeen. Not sure, but yeah, no, we didn't see enough of him, and he, we haven't even seen enough of him with his club. But, but it's just unfortunate. But definitely have happy memories of watching him. Yeah, yeah. Well, so my fourth choice, I don't, I don't think you're going to have this man. But again, it's it, it's personal favorites, and it's the style. And I think a lot of people are, are are maybe getting the the idea of the type of player that I, that I very much like. But a player that I love to see and didn't definitely didn't see enough of him. Um, really disappointed I didn't see more of him but any time he played for Cavan and for his club Lacken I absolutely adored watching him play and it was Trevor Crowe I just 
there was something so different about Trevor Crowe as a, as a county player. He could bully. He, he could go out and absolutely bully anybody in the country. And he brought a physical attribute to the game. His, he was athletic. He was strong. But he just had a presence around him that I don't think I've seen anybody in a Cavan jersey over that generation have the same sort of presence, just dominating presence over any any sort of opponent. So Trevor Crowe is just, he's an all-time favourite of mine and uh, he's, he's, he's in my top five. Yeah, look, he's, he's, um, I, I should have had Trevor in my top five, actually. I, for, I forgot to include Trevor, but uh, I'm not going to change it now. But look, like, what can you say? He's, he's a man who played one season with Cavan and is still a cult hero among supporters. But supporters absolutely loved him. And like, he, he had a limited uh, time playing with Cavan. Like, how many games did he play? He might have played a dozen games for Cavan because he only played that one season. Um, and I remember talking to him and he was, you know, he, he was a haulier by trade, like, still is. So, it didn't. It didn't uh, really suit f- to be playing into county football for the hours and all that he was working, and that was a factor why he stepped away from it. But he, I remember him saying that, you know, how hard they trained, like, and he, he would be a really good man to train. He didn't get enough credit for the amount of football that he had because people people thought of him as a bit of a hard man, but he was full of football and he could cover the ground. He could kick scores as well, as you said, he was athletic. And he, I mean, he was he was as tough as cast iron. Like, there was no doubt about that. He would absolutely, I never forget 2004. Scattered, he scattered in the work on a few other ones in the parade before the thing started. Like, and he, no, none of that was for show. There's no show with Trevor at all. Like, and he wouldn't be a man for interviews or anything like that. He's very modest, uh, but just a, just a proper tough guy. Like when he was on the field, he was he was brilliant. He was just absolutely brilliant. Like he he got taken off in his first game against Sligo in the league that year. He got taken off after about half an hour. Cavan were hammered over in Sligo. That was Trevor's first game. And I remember thinking, Jesus, I don't know if he's going to make it. But he got better and better as it went on. And the last round of the league, Cavan beat, hammered Armagh. And then I think they did a couple more decent results. In the last round of the league, they lost by a point to Galway and Breffney. And I remember there was a lot of optimism coming out of that game. Jason missed an easy free. Should have had at least a draw out of it. Possibly could have won it. But Trevor kicked the point. Damien O'Reilly from from RTE was writing a column in the set at the time and he described it as that the point came he kicked the point from further out than most people could hit a golf ball because he kicked it from like 60 metres <laughs> and it was brilliant so like oh, absolute cult hero now he's he's an ideal man for this list yeah yeah for me anyway um, okay so that's four for me who's your fourth choice I've gone with Mackey uh, okay I, I just I talked about Larry earlier. I I, I like Mackey because he's the type of player to get you off your feet. If you're watching him, uh, you know you he get the he he quicken your pulse. He'd just get you get the hair stand on the back of your neck because he take on a man. This is Mackey when he was you know 2013 or so around the time he was flying fit, really fast, one of the fastest players in the game. But he there's a lot of speedsters out there, but not a lot of them have the sort of ball skills that he has, like the passing, the range of passing that he had. Like he was a beautiful passer of the ball. Um, when he was playing with Cavan, you know, he, could, he had vision and he could execute it. He could kick scores, he could play inside. But I always thought the half forward line was his, was his best place. And he had several man of the match awards. He, he was a, ba- a bundle of energy in there for Cavan. And unfortunately, like we, it's only, it's hard to believe it. Like it's it's only what, 18 months, 20 months maybe since he came on, came on the Ulster Championship and kicked three of the best points under pressure that you'd mm-hmm. ever see against Armagh. So he was doing it up until recently. And how could you not you not love a player like that? I just, I just thought he was super. Again, Keegan fits in. So he's one of the 
one of the nominations for my final spot. Uh, like, and, and he fits into that mold that from underage, you knew there was something special about this kid. You know, him him and Ronan Flanagan were coming with a Castle Rahan team that were to go on and dominate every single age group that they played in, winning Division One titles the whole way up. And they were the two most special players on a very special team. Um, and and so, but Keen Keen could just do whatever he wanted to do on the football field. Like it did. It didn't matter who was marking him. It didn't matter what how you tried to stop him. He had the ability to find a way to do whatever he wanted to do. And and whether that be Cavan need a goal now, or Cavan need a point now, or Cavan need a breaking ball now, or Cavan need a, a super pass to the inside line now, Keen would find a way to do it. And it was because of his footwork, because of his ability to sidestep, to to kick the ball different ways, inside of the boot, outside of the boot, you know, punt it through, use the left foot when necessary. Just a, a, a bag of tricks, a huge bag of tricks that you just can't stop. And and his his unpredictableness or his unpredictability was his biggest asset because some players you could you could say, well, look at, I'll, I'll keep showing them the right foot because they're so predominantly left footed, they're not going to go on and do what they want on the right foot or or vice versa. Or you know, I'll get tight because he doesn't have the sidestep to get by me. Or I'll I'll stand off him because he doesn't have the range of passes. Keen had them all, absolutely every bit of it, and and uh, yeah, Keen. Look at he's 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 going to push hard on 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 my fifth spot here. I I I'll tell you what, I'm going to get you to name your fifth place, and then I'll I'll go and and, and narrow down my fifth. Yeah. So from from my last spot, <clears throat> some of the other players I had as contenders here, you, you named out a lot of them. Um, Michael Brides was a very close contender for me. Obviously, he's my cousin, uh, and he was he was a brilliant, brilliant player when he first came on the scene with Cavan. Uh, and he just he suffered a very bad bad leg break, and he probably wasn't the same player when he came back. But he still played some great games for Cavan. After that, uh, Finbar Riley as well from Lacken, like great servant, great free taker, uh, could pick out a pass, physically very strong. He was super. Mickey Hannon as well, one of the best defenders we've seen uh, in Cavan. Definitely one of the best cornerbacks. Uh, James Riley, another player that made my list for a long-serving player, a couple of All-Star nominations. Ronan Flanagan, just for his pure skill and pure classy player. Damien Riley from Beltorbet. Um, mm. Again, a, a real warrior uh, for Cavan. I got better as the years went on with Cavan. Fergal Flanagan, again, fits that mould. So th- there's a lot more players like that I could mention, but who I went for for my fifth was Mar- um, David Givney. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be on your list, but I just really like Givney. Uh, there's a few reasons that I really liked him as a player. And there's a couple of really things I didn't like about his game. But I love the fact that he was a goal scorer. He, like, he was a brilliant goal scorer. He, he, he came into the team in 2009 and he was probably, he was a big, tall guy, but he's, he was probably 11 stone sopping wet at the time uh, when Tommy Carr was manager. And he played full forward. He made his debut against Longford. And he won every ball that went into him that time. And the Cavan team was going very poorly at the time. And by the time Championship came around, he wasn't on the team, but he came on and got a goal against Antrim in the semi-final and Clonus later on. I think the week before that, he had played on the Cavan Junior team and got a hat-trick against Loud. And they were beating something like something like 3.15 to 3.4, but he got three goals for Cavan. Um, and he was listed in the Indo that time, I remember, as, as David McGibney. 
And uh, <laughs> I remember thinking they'll know his name, they'll know this guy's name in the next couple of years. And sure enough, they did because he established himself in the Cavan team. I always thought his best position was full forward. And that was one of the things that, that I kind of didn't like about him as a player, that he, he got into a habit where he used to shoot with the outside of the boot a lot. And he was very hit and miss with that. And he used to do that when he was playing out the field. Uh, where, where When he was inside, I thought he was he used the ball better because he was very, very fast over for a big fella. As he as the strength and conditioning kicked in, he got stronger and, and bulked up a lot. I thought he, he generated great explosive power. And over short distance, he could beat any defender nearly to a sprint, especially if he was out in front. And he was strong enough to hold players off. Plus, he had those great hands. Like, I mean, he had blue on his hands. And, and he was always thinking about goals. So I really liked him. And again, a player that, that faded away too quickly because he had that bit of aggression as well. I remember him playing against Donegal when he was a young fella and Cavmore being well beaten, but uh, he was up for it, like, and he wasn't he wasn't lying there and he wasn't shirking away from it. So you can spot a trend in some of these players that me and you have here, Damien. But I always thought Givney was a good, aggressive, uh, tough player with, with physique and a good bit of skill as well. So a player that, that I regret we didn't see more of in the latter years. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd have to agree with you hundred percent. Like, you you talk about something different, something exciting. You you always felt more confident in a Cavan team when David Givney was lined out. You just it, it could give you different options, and and I often think that as a manager coming up against Cavan, when you seen David Givney on the team and 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 Garod McCarron and and big players like that. You were, you were troubled because at that stage you had Mossy Corey, you had Eugene Keaton, that you were saying, okay, where's David Givney going to play? What you know, what what man am I going to get him to stop him if he's in the middle of the field? Or what man am I going to get to stop him if he's in the full forward line? And there were two different jobs that, that would have to be done. So he, he gave you a huge amount of options. And I actually think that the unfortunate thing is, is David Givney was just probably about to explode to another level when his his when his move came to London um and 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 we saw the end of his county career because I if you think back to him playing injured in 2016 in the Ulster semi-final against Tyrone like Tyrone were were as close to Dublin at, at that stage as as they've ever been to this great Dublin team and they were worried sick about what they were going to do with David Kivney. And he was injured and he still was causing problems to them. You know, so I I just think there was there was even another level to come to David Kivney. And unfortunately, we'll probably never get to see how high he could have soared. But uh, I can understand why he's in there. Exciting player. Um, really, really rangy. You know, just look at a, a, a class act. All right. Now, just unfortunate. And, and like that, like like Eugene Keaton, just didn't get to see enough of him. Like Trevor Crowe, didn't get to see enough of him, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I can completely agree. Another few names. So the the names that I narrowed down to um, for my final spot, we've spoken about Key and Mackey and we've spoken about Mossy Core. There too. Um, another one, the other three, sorry, the other four names then for me were Fergal Flanagan, Butler's Bridge, Again, there's 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 a, there's a reoccurring team with a lot of these or with, with with some of them that we just didn't see enough of them. Fergal Flanagan, while he he did play for five years, I think I'm right in saying a county senior level, we 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 could have seen more of him, and and he would be just in his prime at this moment. You know, this year gone by, winning an Ulster senior medal, so it would have been great to see him. Ronan Flanagan, 
former Cavan captain, um, played everywhere, I think, on the Cavan team, except for midfield and in goals. Um, you know, whether it be cornerback in the half-back line, half-forward or full-forward line, Ronan Flanagan was always able to do a job. His versatility was just superb. And, and while he, he was a completely different player than Kia Mackey, he was equally as important to that Cavan team in an era when, you know, there were struggles really to to get the best out of the group of players that were there. But uh, Ronan, an absolute top-class player. Um, the other two names that I have, Dara McVitie, I think, you know, extremely exciting player. When he's on the ball, um, he's, he's, he's got such pace and power. I think we we will see hopefully Dara McVitie back in a Cavan jersey before his his prime is over. But I think he is very unlucky. He gave an awful lot to Cavan down through the last five, six, seven years and you know deserves a deserves an Ulster medal. So he's gonna to have to come home and get one. But I think he he's in that bracket for me. And another player then that probably falls into we didn't see enough of, but a lot of it was down to injury. And again, an inside forward with just magic in his hands and magic on his feet was Jared Pearson. Just, I absolutely loved watching Jared Pearson play. The way he, every time I mention his name and talk about Cavan, all I can picture is that image of him cupping the ball with either his right or his left hand, but in one hand, kind of holding it up against his wrist before dropping it to the foot with the extended leg and and, and sticking it over the bar. He just had, he had, he had kind of, I don't know, an artistry about him as a player, something that was unconventional, but yet just absolute magic when you've seen it happen and when you've seen him get on the ball, his ability to to get onto both feet torn. He was a big enough man, but probably just hampered by injury a little bit too much for us to, to have seen his very, very best. But you talk about special players and favourite players. He'd, he'd be one of my favourite players to watch as an inside forward. And he'd be something that I, I'd like to see coming again, just, just willing to try it, just willing to give it a go. And, and if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But he was going to try something audacious. And a lot of the time it did work out. Like, I think you'd know the year best, but the under-21 uh, championship when he when he scored was a 10 points from play up up in Donegal. Just phenomenal stuff. From, ah, yeah, no, from it's, it's serious, serious quality. And Darren McFeely as well, definitely should have mentioned him, another player I loved watching. But just just to wrap up, Damien, because we want to go and catch this next race at Cheltenham, uh, run you quickly through the names that came in. We well, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick my fifth. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm going to go for go ahead. the fifth. Uh, so I look at I I think I'm, I think I have to go with with Kia Mackey on this one, just just for the aforementioned reasons. Whatever he wanted to do, Kia Mackey could do on the field, and and it comes in a very close race with with the likes of Mossy Core and and that. But Mackey was just a a, a special talent. I've I've told a story about him coming down as an under sixteen from the Ulster. Um, Ulster trials and me saying to him that look at you're just too one footed went went up to the old old castle tournament and he went out and scored four or five points on his left foot just to prove that he wasn't one footed. That's just Kia Mackey and, and he's uh, he's an absolutely special talent. So um another couple of names and, and this this can range that were unlucky not to make it just as we were talking, I was writing them down. Obviously Martin Dunn, I hadn't mentioned him. Aidan Connolly falls into that bracket. 
um, going back, and I know he's in a different generation. Um, yeah, he got a good few but, mentions as well. People, people, a few people mentioned him. So some of the names that came in, Damien, was uh, Paddy McNamee, Derek McDonald, Paul DeGunner, Brady, Mark McKeever, Key and Mackey. Paddy McNamee, Derek McDonald, Jim Riley, Mark McKeever, Key and Mackey. Mossy, the Magnificent, Mark McKeever, Johnston, Mackey, and Pearson. Pat Clark, Texas Brady, Jim Riley, Mark McKeever, Kia Mackey, Joe Dillon, Pat Faulkner. Uh, that fella named more than five. Kia Mackey, Ronan Flanagan, Jim Riley, Mark McKeever, and Rory Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> didn't think he'd be getting a shout out here. Didn't think so. <laughs> uh, Kia Mackey, Darren Rabbit, David Givney, Mossy Core, Jim Riley. A lot of, lot of love for, out here for, for Jim. Uh, from a certain generation of people. Jim Riley, Derek McDonald, Paddy McNamee, Aidan Connolly, Ollie Brady, Jim Riley, Pat Faulkner, Aidan Connolly, Mark McKeever, Kian Mackey, Jim Riley, Kian Mackey, Mossy Core, Shine Johnson, Aidan Connolly. Um, Aidan Connolly gets another shout out. Kian Mackey, Mark McKeever, Jim Riley, uh, Paddy McNamee. So that's to give you a flavour. Jelly, Mickey Ling, Chesty, Carol Crotty, Darren Rabbit. That's a Gales man with five <laughs> men there. So that'll give you a flavour. We got about 100 uh, contributions in, but that'll give you a flavour of them. Do you know there's one name actually that that should have that that still has the opportunity and hopefully will go on and get it is Quivian O'Reilly again very ex- has the ability and really like does take your breath away when he's playing there so he's got to get in there and and and, and win that Ulster medal as well he's he's in the conversation but uh, yeah a lot of talented players actually Mickey Ling was one I'm. I'm I should have mentioned because at, at at nineteen twenty years of age, Mickey Ling had it all. Absolutely everything in terms of presence on the field, physical attributes, left foot, right foot. The the, the question still went on: What was his natural foot, kicking foot? You know, he was just. I think Brian McIniff described him at one stage as 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 the best footballer in Ulster. You know, when he had him for an Ulster panel, so just nah, was outstanding. Outstanding stuff. So, folks, thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget, we're going through our last two regional teams over on the Diehards podcast on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan this week. So, if you want to hear our first six teams, um, it's all on that for a monthly subscription of five euro a month. So, very, very cheap um, offering there for you. Paul, thanks a million. Best of luck in the next race. Thanks a million, David.